Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire here to share there is no holding back. And plus also is a raw conversation between two friends who love to provoke expansive thought. Bria Anderson and Billy Cassano are nomadic entrepreneurs who dare greatly and share an insatiable curiosity about the practicality of lifestyle design. Together, they riff on what it takes to craft a badass life. Prepare to ignite. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the And Plus Also podcast. My name is Billy Cassano, and I am here with... Hello, everyone. Bria Anderson. Excited to be here with you again. What's up, Bria? Yo. So this episode, we would like to talk a little bit about relationships, a little bit about travel, a little bit how we connect with people along our separate paths, how they can combine, and what happens when you can kind of grow apart from people and then grow back together and then sometimes maybe friendships might fall away. Um, well, I think we're going to jump all around. Uh, Bree and I were kind of talking about this a little bit and one quote that came up from the movie, which was I think first a book, uh, Motorcycle Diaries, came to mind. So I'm going to read that real quick and then we'll just kind of dive in and, and talk about it. How does that sound, Bree? Good? I'm, I'm game. That sounds great. Oh, okay. So... So this, this quote is actually translated into English, so it's, I think it's a little bit broken, but it's, um, it's good, I think, nonetheless. So, this is not a tale of heroic deeds. It is one of two lives that travel together, this, this on the same path together for a while, with common hopes and shared dreams. Was our way of seeing things too narrow, too partial, too hasty? Were our conclusions too rigid? Perhaps. But that aimless wandering across our greater America has changed me more than I thought. I am no longer who I was. At least, I'm no longer who I was inside. And the, the aspect of this quote that I really like a lot, of course, towards the end, you, you get the sense of, this is, this is by uh, Ernesto Che Guevara, the uh, Argentine gentleman who traveled up through South America, ended up meeting up with uh, Fidel Castro's brother, Raul, in a jail cell in Mexico, and he was one of the guys that came across the... I don't know why this became a history lesson, but he, he's one of the guys on the ship, the grandma, that came over to take over Cuba a long time ago. So, um, but the, the movie is from his youth, and it's talking about that first trip he had through South America. And the, the part that I, I really love is when they talk about the two lives that traveled the same path together for a while with common hopes and shared dreams. It's, it's a very romantic way of thinking about a relationship, about a friendship. And I think that uh, while, and especially when you, when you travel as much as, as Bria and I have, and probably a lot of people that are, that are listening to this, you probably can relate to that, right? Like you have, you have relationships with people and then you go off on some kind of crazy trip or maybe you get a new job or, or just some other new ch- stage or a new chapter in your life and you start to grow in a different direction or a new direction. And then when you, when you reunite, there's some kind of disconnect and it's not good or bad, right? But it does happen. And, um, and sometimes those relationships can kind of just fall away. And is that good or bad? I, I don't think so. I think it really highlights the aspect that, um, the, the beauty of that impermanence and the fact that you can come together in any given moment for those shared hopes and dreams from the quote. Mm. Get down to it, B. Wow. Boom. Yeah. It, you know, one of the things that Billy and I were talking about is, almost this revolving door concept. 
and how sometimes, or at least what I was feeling as I'm noticing that I came home to Pittsburgh for the holidays and I've been in transition from earlier this year when I was in Bali and then landed in New York City for a while and now I'm here back in Pittsburgh. So I've been on quite the journey and I noticed in coming back to really beautiful friendships that I had established prior to starting this journey in in, uh, April to Bali that are really important to me and how in coming back together now that I'm back home, I started to ask some of these questions. Like being in social situations and engaging with these people that I care so much about and noticing almost a little bit of a gap or like Billy said, a disconnect. And that it almost, it kind of like threw up a red flag for me of concern. Like, What does this mean? We connected in this way before and it was so pure and effortless and, and free. And now there's this new experience of self that I'm having and it's different. It's mm. different for me and it's different in how I'm showing up and engaging with these people that I love. And I'm having my own perception of what they're experiencing from that. So I think you also mentioned, Billy, how it can sort of, uh, was it a a dissolution? Or maybe I said that, like create this dissolution of connection. And then then I get into the judgment of, oh, shit, what does that mean? Is that good? Is that bad? And it had me question the revolving door concept. Like, okay, so... I'm going to go off on these adventures in my life. And yes, mine happens to mean that I'm physically traveling and going on adventures outside of my known home. Um, but that can can mean in adventures internally, you know, like mm-hmm. asking questions and exploring new thoughts and opening up to new ideas. If it creates that bit of gap or dissolution in those connections, does that then mean that my relationships and friendships will be that of a revolving door. You know, like, oh, I had that deep connection with these people at this point in my life. Now I'm going through this growth and this change and this new realization of who I am. And those people go out the door and then new people come in. Mm -hmm. And that scared scared me, to be honest. mm -hmm. Sure. Well, because it's scary to feel like you're losing something that you cherish. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and I think, you know, you said, does that mean that my relationships will become a revolving door? And I think it's a possibility, right? But I don't think it has to be that way. Mm -hmm. And I think really that fear that that comes up or or that uncomfortability could just be a mechanism for you to make that decision. Um, is Is it something, because I've noticed that too, after, you know, hopping around for the past two years that... There are certain things that you miss, and one of them is deep relationships. Because I've met so many cool people, and I know you have too, over the past two years, um, and that's awesome. And I really, and that's that's why that's really why I do it, um, or at least one of the the big major factors. But you also get the sense of, you know, how many people did I just have to say goodbye to? It's just over and over and over, constantly. Like you know, and and you really don't know. Like you say, oh. Uh, hopefully I'll see you again. And a lot of times you get to see them on some kind of radio, you know, crazy um, other trip and it just comes up. But, but a lot of times you don't. And it's just, it kind of, you get to this point where it's like, man, I remember back when, you know, you would just go and, and kick it with your, with your crew, you know? And that was, um, it was like, you didn't even have to think about it. It was just like, it wasn't, are we going to hang out? It's where are we going to kick it today or tomorrow or this weekend or whatever. Yeah. 
And, you know, there, there's some beauty in that, you know. And then there's other things that are maybe even more material, but, you know, just being able to have your own TV, a nice speaker, like a, a room to sit and just watch a badass movie, you know. Like, I, I miss that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so there, there are definitely things, I think, when you, when you do deprive yourself of specific things, that's when it really becomes illuminating of, of what, what sticks with you, you know. Um, and, and so I think that's one of those things, that deep relationship. And, and having that feeling, it can, it can help you to focus in and really understand, like, what, what are the things that you can do to address it? So that reminds me of when you were talking about the difference between, yeah, we're traveling and we're meeting all these really badass people. Like, there's so much... When you get out into the world and you experience different cultures, whether it's that different culture of the land that you're actually in or the people that are also there with you from another different culture, like the melting pot of beings, it's so there's so much variety and there's so much novelty there. And it's, it's just such – it's like a, a fun playground, right? You just have all these new experiences happening mm-hmm. all the time. And it's in such stark contrast – to the rooted familiarity that you might have or have had with the relationships that were already long-term established. Mm-hmm. So there's that juxtaposition, which mm-hmm. I may have spoken of before in future podcast or prior podcasts, but if not, I love, that was part of what I love about traveling, is the juxtaposition. Being in, in a very foreign place and experiencing all of this newness and this variety and novelty, yet also finding the elements of familiarity that I feel comfort and security in. So mm-hmm. it's that concept of, does it mean that all of these new people that are coming into our lives and that we're meeting that are super cool, they're new and fresh and um, exciting. And I guess you could almost have the, the perception that the other relationships are like, not quite so new and they're a little bit older and don't have as much um, freshness to them, mm-hmm. but they can. That was It just brought up that thought for me. So the experiences that I had with the friends here that have been long-term friends that I love and cherish so much, yes, in our interactions, some of the things weren't aligning like they used to in the past, but I also have a choice in that instance to bring that truth of who I am in this new perspective mm-hmm. and trust in that with them. Like, start talking about some of the things, and maybe some of it lands and maybe some of it doesn't, but who knows what it can open up in the, in the new trajectory of that friendship. And, sure. and if there are, like, very clear value misalignments, then that's one thing. Um, but if at the core of it, you know, your values are in alignment and you really love that person for who they are, then it's almost like it can bring new life to that friendship. Or it can help bring clarity to, okay, cool. Perhaps you and I, I can love you, and that doesn't have to go away. Uh, just maybe we don't engage as much as we used to, and that can also be okay. Because it's it's that, that perspective of, oh no, if this goes away, does that mean that there won't be more of that deep quality connection to come? Like mm-hmm. coming back to the revolving door concept, and I'm jumping around a little bit because this is this is really exciting and triggering all kinds of thoughts for me. But I brought this up to a friend the other day, and one perspective that he had that I really loved. I was talking about the concept of friendships and really like rooting in with people. 
people and then also a place because I'm starting to notice, like you just said, like having a TV and a, a, a sweet pad that you, you have to call yours that you know that you can go back to or whatever. And questioning if that's something that I really desire. And he offered the viewpoint that I may have been looking at being rooted in a, in a linear time dependence, you know, suggesting that without that sustained touch point, that you're outside of something that you need, which fascinated me. So he also, he also went on to say, basically, like, is feeling a lack of rooting mean that you need it or that you're just used to feeling it? And then we were mm. talking about like, like being a nomad. The idea of being a nomad is that you can be at home in the world in any moment. So, but that question of is feeling a lack of rooting, whether that be in friendships and connection or in physical space, meaning that you actually do need it or that it's just because you're feeling that lack because you were used to what you knew it to be. Mm. Go back to what you, what you said about the linear I knew you'd love that part, B. <laughs> yeah. <totally>. <laughs> so that perspective of being rooted, <clears throat> being rooted in something like a relationship or somewhere like a place, <clears throat> mm-hmm. that that seems to be um, linear time dependent. So suggesting that without that sustained touch point in the linear time, that I'm outside of what I need. So, so spin, base, spin that from the nonlinear perspective. I, I I guess I'm not really like you mean linear, just in terms of like a timeline of like actual time passing. Yeah. So really, you're talking about just the frequency, the frequency at which you go back and anchor anchor yourself to that relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. So basically, you're out of rhythm. Like you're used to getting. I mean, you could look at it as you would get a dopamine drip every week because you went and had coffee with Susan or whoever. Um, but then uh, all of a sudden, something comes up. Someone gets a new job, and then it becomes every two weeks, then three weeks, and then it becomes once every four months, and it just becomes this aspect where, well, this isn't this isn't the cadence or the frequency that that we once had before, as opposed to what the what the actual relationship is yeah so the way that i see that is yeah i might have been familiar with the ways in which let's go back to talking about the friendships and relationships i was so rooted and familiar in with the ways in which we engaged that now that that has changed and it's no mm. longer rooted in that way it's something new so mm-hmm. just because it's something new does that mean that it's it's no longer that it's outside of something that i desire than the ways that I did whenever it was rooted and or familiar. Yeah. You know, and I mentioned this a little bit before we started recording this. Um, When I was in um, undergrad, I took a class called Business in China. And my professor introduced the the idea of uh, Guanxi, which uh, I think it's G-U-A-N-X-I, which they say the closest translation is the word relations. But it doesn't necessarily do it justice because there's a little more depth to it in that every single relationship has its own unique guanxi. So, um, and and I think the 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 reason the purpose of bringing that up in the class was that 
Um, I guess there was a stereotype that Chinese people aren't quick to open up. And the reason is, is they won't open up until they've developed a guanxi with you, which I think is a truth um, to that with, with many, many people. But it might be a more cultural aspect. I'm not really sure about that aspect. But, but the guanxi aspect, it, 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 it makes me think of that when you're talking about how you've developed a guanxi, and so have I, right, with certain people. And it almost, it's almost as if the guanxi itself has its own identity. And when that identity changes, it's, it's almost as if we need to recognize it again in our own way so that we can become more familiar with it. And maybe it won't happen, right? And maybe that guanxi will be just what it was, and you go off and, and continuously develop guanxis with other individuals and maybe even organizations throughout your life, or you do engage with this individual or group and develop a new guanxi that is unique in its new way as it passes through time and becomes not good or bad but different mm. yeah 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 and when you when you're talking about it in that way what that reminds me of is some of the elements of vulnerability in relationship mm. right to me that in the ways that I choose to engage in relationship and establishing a guan chi with people. And that just feels really fun to say guan chi. I love it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It requires vulnerability and being willing to be courageous enough to speak your truth. And in this instance, if you're establishing a new guan chi with some, someone or some group of people, then you'd have to come forward and say like, wow, I'm noticing some some newness here in our interactions and like something's changing and something's shifting and it kind of scares me a little bit because I have some fear that maybe that means that we'll dissolve as friendship although there's also the option to see it as something new and something yeah. potentially great like sure. a next a next dimension of our connection but that requires one being willing to say uh this feels uncomfortable for me and mm-hmm. can I trust you to hold me in, in my discomfort and not run or not abandon me because I'm saying like, hey, I'm, I'm seeing this a little different now. Um, can we still kick it? <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny though too is, is I've noticed that for me, you know, I've given up. This is kind of a weird thing to say or the way I'm saying it at least. But like I, I really do feel like I've given up talking about my travels to people. Mm. Um, unless it's somebody who was there with me, had been there before, or I, I can feel... Because even people, when I come back from like a, a, a trip, and someone who genuinely asks me a question, like, oh, how was it? I, you, I start talking about it, and I can you can just see their eyes kind of glaze over, and it's almost like there's a weird, like, I don't know what you're talking about kind of yeah. thing. And it's like, you know what? I get it because when you start talking about football, I don't give a shit, you know, like, um, and I, and I try to hold my, you know, interest to understand cause I get it. I get that sports are fun, but you know, it's not, it's not my specific sport or whatever. Not sure why I use that example, but, and I was, I was reading through, actually I have this book here. I was reading through motorcycle. Um, everything I'm talking about is motorcycles. But this is, this is a different book. Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. I was reading through my bracketed pieces in here, and there was one part uh, where he is talking about um, the author's riding through the countryside with his son and another couple. And the, the guy who is his friend's wife, 
he was kind of like he could tell that she was fairly depressed in the city and he was like thinking about her and um uh let's see here we go in my mind when i look at these fields i say to her see and i think she does i hope later she will see and feel a thing about these prairies i've given up talking about to others a thing that exists here because everything else does not and can be noticed because other things are absent. She seems so depressed sometimes by the monotony and boredom of her city life. I thought maybe in this endless grass and when she would see a thing that sometimes comes when monotony and boredom are accepted. It's here, but I have no names for it. And like when I when I reread that, like I bracketed it for a reason, right? I'm sure it was something that really kind of touched me when I first read the book. Um, but when I reread that, I'm like, man, that's really interesting because when I go off on you know certain travels, it's like I can't. And that's the thing too is like I almost feel like I've given up on describing it because I don't have names for it, and it really might be less about whether or not they understand it, and it could really be. Uh, a sign that I'm not describing it all that well, or I don't even have a firm handle on what it is. So it's really a disconnect with the the words. I mean, the words that we're using that we're choosing to use to describe whatever our experience is or was. They're not matching up with that person's particular vocabulary of words that they feel excited or connected to, right? So, but what's yeah. underneath of that is we both as human beings and souls and spirits and whatever you want to look at it, we can connect with the feeling or the emotion of the experience that we had. Mm -hmm. So if we can sort of adapt and uh, adapt or really truly, again, the vulnerability I feel like is what it comes back to because if we're willing to open up enough to say, you can tell the story about what happened, but then what was it about that story that excited you or that mm -hmm. that provoked whatever emotion that you wanted to share it? And it yeah. might come down to like, wow, when I had this experience, I was so fucking scared and it was crazy. Right. And yeah. they'll, they'll be able to say like, oh, yeah, man, I know exactly what we were talking about when I was going out for that game. You know, I had that similar experience. Like I was thinking all these thoughts and like what possibilities of what could happen you know what i mean like whatever their right. the different stories might be you have that that merging of relatability mm -hmm. based in the emotion well and what you just said that relatability i think that it's easy to get caught up in trying to be interesting yeah and not focusing on being interested oh my right? god yeah like when when you're stepping back, you're like, oh yeah, like a, almost as if like, oh man, I'm on, I'm, I have to share this story, and it's got to be good, otherwise it wasn't worth me going or something like that, right? Whereas really, what's up with you? Like how how are things that are important to you? Yeah. And I think that when you can get back into that, going back to the whole Guanxi aspect of that, building those relationships, that unique relationship that we hold with each individual person that we let into our lives. If you if we feel this situation where mm, I feel like I'm growing apart, well, what was it that had you grow together in the first place? Yeah, and I think it was through experiences, right? So a great hack, if you will, to get back to that is to go on some kind of micro adventure, right? Like go mm. off and do something, like almost to the point where it would force you to have that awkward stage where you're forced into growth. You know, to to develop that new Guan Xi with that person that you've you know that you know it's not going to probably ever be the same. I don't actually. I think literally it can't be the same, right? Right. right. But there's that opportunity. 
also, speaking from my experience and perspective, there's that opportunity for me. Say I'm in that social situation and I provoke a new thought or a new paradigm or a new concept based on whatever I had experienced that is outside of the realm of anything that that person and I had ever talked about before. Mm-hmm. And it's not really landing for them because they can't grasp the concept, right? Because they haven't experienced mm-hmm. something in that way or, or anything like that way. Um, so then it's it's just like recalibrating because I know for me sometimes then I can get frustrated like mm-hmm. oh well then I guess we don't really have anything to talk about because we can't we can't connect on, on that level mm-hmm. then it's recalibrating and being kind considerate and compassionate of who that person is and where they are like if you have an established Guan Chi with them then you're likely to know to some level what what fascinates them what what do they love what excites them or what challenges them or what are they right. frustrated by and being compassionate enough to go there and say like oh you know how's that going or how do you feel about that or i have a new perspective you know based on that experience that i'd, I'd love to share with you if you're open or you know like being willing to broaden your your presence in that engagement and also thinking about how I love that we're having this conversation because it's totally transfor- trans- transforming, totally shifting my what was a fear that I had when I got when we started the conversation into now like opening up to so many possibilities. So having a variety of relationships where some of them may be a little more transient, you know, as I'm traveling and mm-hmm. a little a little less long term, mm-hmm. um, and some of them. And others may be, you know, I talk with some friends about some things and I connect and talk with other friends about other things. And there's different depths and there's different subject matter and it's, but it's allowing and having outlets and connections for the full scope of that, which is my life. And it's, it's pretty vast and varied. And I love that about myself and about my life. That's what lights me up. So Recognizing, and I always think about this too whenever I talk with friends that are in romantic relationships and they have this viewpoint that they feel that their partner should be able to, their partner and themselves and vice versa should be able to fulfill all of their needs and, and they theirs. And I don't have that belief. You know, I feel like you can have deeply rooted intimate connection with, with in a relationship, and like, this is a whole other subject, and in connection with a commitment romantically with a partner. But then you can also, and I believe, open up to the fulfillment and richness with other people in your life that you love in a different way. Um, like, so for example, my, my friends and the stuff that I talk with them about, and especially these friends that I'm referring to, you know, that I came back home to Pittsburgh and engaged with that I love so much, we're going to engage in one way. And then I come home to my parents' house and have a conversation with my mom. And her and I are going to engage and engage in a completely different way. Sure. But there still can be value there. <laughs> and oh, then, for sure. Like B, you and I, we have a we have a really cool way that we go that we get into banter and we connect and we engage and the way that our friendship has evolved and the depth in which we connect. And then there might be some other and I have I think of some other friends here in my hometown that I love so much and have been friends with them since preschool. And our lives are completely different now, 
But, you know, when I come home for the holiday and they come by my parents and we just shoot the shit and catch up on how's your sister and what's been going on there and how's life and what are you, what are you, what are you up to? Like that fills another part in a different way. Mm-hmm. So maybe taking it all the way back to the beginning, yes, there can be a revolving door, but there can also be depth and value and pleasure and joy and fun in that being such instead of it being empty and void and just like gasping space of air. Yeah. And I think the only aspect that makes it feel empty is not identifying what it truly is. And instead noticing the difference between what you thought it was and what it could be, right? Like, like really it's just a gap to some extent, right? Because I think that's the tough thing is like we, we, everything is like, you, I mean, you talk about transient relationships. I mean, you know, not to get morbid, but everything is transient, right? Like everything, everything has an impermanence to it yeah. and we don't necessarily notice it, right? Like, you know, an apple sitting on a table every, every minute that goes by, it's not the same apple. Right there is a decay. There is a there is a certain amount of entropy that is occurring, and everything changes. So, but we don't necessarily take that into consideration. And when we don't take that into consideration, every once in a while we just get that wake up call, like, oh yeah, um, you know, things are different. Um, and then as we are able to adapt and understand that it's different, not necessarily bad, not necessarily good, and. I think I've, we've talked about this before, but but I, I I love that whole stoic aspect of of having death on your mind in a way to make sure that you actually enjoy and don't take for granted the preciousness of the moments. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know it might not be the same relationship that you have, but it is a relationship. You get to have relationships, <laughs> right? Like we we are humans. And we get to call people on telephones and talk to them or go and have coffee with them or laugh with them or even cry with them. I mean, that's cool. And, and you can take it. I love that you went there because what we were talking about before we got on this recording, you can take it from one side of the spectrum to the other, you know, like just calling up your, your mom or your dad on the phone and saying like, hey, was just thinking about you. Love you. And then on the other side of it be whenever we were saying – when I was asking you to share something with me in Spanish, because I love when my friends talk in different languages, even though I have no idea what they're saying. And then we said, wait, when was the last time that I talked in Spanish and you were around? We're like, oh, yeah, we were at a wine bar in Thailand and you were talking in Spanish with a friend that was visiting from, you know, just that the <laughs> yeah. range in the, of experiences that we can have. Right. And it highlights what you mentioned before. Just the, the juxtaposition of that is, is pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, I don't know that we came to a firm conclusion on this, but I also feel like that's not the point, right? Yeah, that was part of the excitement for me to dive into this with you today, because I knew there was something that I was curious about exploring here. And I guess my conclusion would be what I had said, you know, I started out this conversation in this place of questioning that and having a little bit of, of fear and being scared mm-hmm. uh, and seeing the revolving door in one way. And now coming through this together, it opened me up to new possibility and new viewpoints of, oh, actually, 
abundant and excitement and how I can engage in, in these in these relationships in that range um, and the revolving door being plentiful instead of empty. And to me, that's what I value so much about these conversations that we have and what excites me about sharing it in this podcast for all of you to listen to. You know, authenticity, vulnerability, and just really going there and, and playing around and then there's value that comes from that. So whether or not, those of you listening, whether or not you, we've talked about this before, that you feel that you have that space where you can have these kinds of conversations, really my excitement in bringing stuff like this to this podcast is for you to even just witness and for it to provoke something for you. Very well said. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of these different aspects, you know, you, you bring up a different, a, a specific story for, you know, um, your relationships and your past and your travels. And of course, I have to almost think of how that pertains to my life. And I think that's the whole idea for anyone listening, like how these different aspects could pertain to you as well. Yeah, it could be something totally different, like you said in the beginning. It doesn't have to mean that they got to be up and traveling around the world. Right. It could be a different job. It could just be a different, you know, it could be, um, you know, like some people, you know, like when, when someone has kids, all of a sudden everything changes, right? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's a, there's different chapters in life regardless of whether or not you're actually leaving uh, a country. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be about geography. Yeah. Mm. Well, this was really fun for me. Yeah. I like this. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like uh, it's complete. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, as complete as, as it needs to be, I think it was really good to to go through and just uh, discuss the stuff and in a little bit more depth than maybe we were thinking about it beforehand. So, sweet, oh, it's good stuff. All right. So, thanks everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, stay tuned for our next podcast, which will probably be coming out within the next week or so. You said it. I'll leave it at that. All right. Check you soon, people. All right. Ciao. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of And Plus Also. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. We know you have a bunch of options of how you can spend your time, so we really appreciate it. Yeah, totally. And if you'd like to connect with us further, perhaps there's a comment on something that we talked about in this episode or something that you would like to hear us discuss in a future episode, we would love to hear from you. So send us an email at contactandplusalso at gmail.com. And Billy, if people would like to connect with you further, more directly, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at bcasano, that's B-C-A-S-S-A-N-O, or at philosophersdojo.com. Feel free to check out that site. Um, and that's probably the best way. Uh, Bria, what about you? You can find me on my Instagram, somewhere that I really love to share little tidbits of my daily life and or anything inspiring. And that is Bria Lynn, B-R-I-A-L-Y-N-N. Or you can find me and contact me at my website, BriaAnderson.com. Very cool. Um, and if you enjoy this podcast, please help us out and make sure to share with friends that you think may enjoy it. Make sure to subscribe. Also, rate and review. Uh, it's very important if, if you do like it for, for us to continue to do this. Uh, that way we can get a little bit more exposure and kind of motivate us to continue on. Yeah, greatly appreciated because we really want to continue to share this goodness with you moving forward. And that being said, we will be back with a fresh episode next week. It's going to be fresh.
the realness. It's going to be so fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. Ciao.